Hey everyone, welcome to the Just Michelle Talking Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about advice. Giving it, getting it, why we want it, why I've asked for it in the past, how I think it's useful. And at the end, I'm going to have a bit of advice for those of you who are advice givers and those of you who are advice getters. And pretty much all of us fall into both of those categories. So admittedly, the reason I've had advice or the concept of advice on my mind is because for those of you who are not aware, I'm currently in a long distance relationship. And I'm also someone who really thrives on being surrounded by, by people and having other people in the same situation, kind of a support group thing. So when I went through IBF, I joined various online support groups for that. When I became a small business owner, same thing. I tend to appreciate people around me and not surprisingly, the advice they give. So when I found myself in a long distance very long distance relationship. I joined a couple of Facebook groups for people in similar situations. I very quickly learned that those groups are not my people and probably not quite the support I was looking for. But I ended up staying around in them, to be honest, in part for the entertainment value and in part just because I find other people's lives endlessly fascinating. If I could have a job where all I had to do was like perv on other people's lives, I think I would really love that. Not in like a creepy paparazzi kind of way. I just find other people's lives hugely fascinating. And I love talking to other people and learning about, about their lives. So as I've been in this, these groups, I've learned that people ask for a lot of advice there. And they ask for advice that seems, to me anyway, pretty freaking obvious. So they say things like, I've been with my boyfriend for 18 months and I've never seen his face on video and he keeps making excuses as to why the video isn't working. Do you think this is a problem? You know, or they say things like, you know, my, my girlfriend keeps asking me to send her money or my boyfriend keeps asking me to send him nudes or whatever. They ask questions that I just think, have you people never seen any episodes of that TV show Catfish? But look, we all, for various reasons, get sucked into various situations. And so we really shouldn't judge them. And the truth is, we don't know what people have been exposed to in their lives. We don't know if they're aware that the scams exist. And look, there are times when someone's reason for not being on video or needing money or whatever are perfectly legit. So I've just been struck by the different kinds of advice that people ask for and the fact that often what they ask, the answer seems ridiculously obvious to anybody else who's reading this same question. So I don't know. I wanted to talk about advice today. So when I'm talking about advice for the purposes of today's episode, I'm talking about personal life advice. I'm not talking about like plant care. I'm not talking about like, does anybody know how to make a sourdough starter? I'm not talking about that kind of advice. I'm talking about when you ask for advice about life decisions, marriages, you know, retraining, whatever, relationships generally, it's become really popular to kind of crowdsource life advice. And look, groups like that Facebook group, that I, like I mentioned, are a really good example of people crowdsourcing for life advice. You know, we used to go to our best friend or a couple of best friends. And I think these days we still do that, but we're just as likely to ask you know, a whole bunch of strangers, what they think we should do with our lives. Strangers who, by the way, have nothing to do with us, know nothing about us and have no insight into what our lives are actually like. But it's like we need more validation than just our bestie or just our bestie's bestie or whatever it is. And actually, that, that's a good point, right? Everyone loves to give advice. I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. I mean, I'm sure there's someone, but I haven't met them, right? 
it's really nice to give advice because we like to be seen as an authority on something. It's an honor to be asked. It's an honor to be asked for your advice. It means that the person who's asking trusts us, trusts our judgment, right? It's I, I, like, personally, I think it's really nice when somebody asks me for advice. They're kind of saying like, hey, I trust you. I think you're going to give me solid information here. I think you're going to help me out. You know, can you give me your opinion on this thing? And I think also a lot of us are really good at solving other people's problems, but not necessarily our own. So many is a time when somebody has asked me for advice and I just think the answer to this is so obvious. Are you serious? And then I think to myself, but how many times have I had a conversation asking for advice? And I bet that person is thinking, is she serious? The answer to this is so obvious, (laughs) right? So I think... It's really easy to make decisions on someone else's behalf when you have no skin in the game and the end result of that decision won't have any impact on you. It's a lot harder when, when the advice is your own. And I think, or when you're the one seeking the advice, I should say, I think there's basically three main reasons why we go looking for advice, right? The first is that we don't trust ourselves. So for whatever reason, maybe we made a crappy decision in the past. Maybe other people told us that our decisions were crappy. Maybe we just have low self-esteem or self-worth or whatever. I think we often don't trust ourselves to make decisions and we value somebody else's expertise. We think that that person is better than us at whatever that thing is, living life, relationships, businesses, whatever it is, right? We see other people like totally rocking it and we're like, that chick or that dude has completely got their life together. I'm totally going to ask them for advice and see what they think. It's like we don't trust ourselves to make decisions in our own lives. And so we look at the quality of somebody else's life and we use that as kind of the yardstick. We think that person has a really great relationship. I want to be like them. My relationship haven't worked out in the past. That must mean that my decision making is crap and theirs is good, right? Never mind that people only show us the parts of their lives that they want us to see, right? I think the second reason we ask for advice is that we want validation on a thought or a decision that we've already made, but we don't have the guts to admit, often to ourselves, I think. It's like we've already made a decision about how we want to handle something, but we feel like we need permission to do it or or not do it, as the case may be. And I think in those cases, we're not asking for advice. We're not saying, what would you do? We're waiting for them to say, yeah, you know what? You should do this or you shouldn't do that. It's like we need external permission from somebody else to actually own the decisions that we've already made. So many times in life, I go and I ask a friend for advice, but I don't say, hey, what would you do if? I say, hey, I'm planning on doing this. What do you think about that? And I want their approval. I seek their validation. I seek their, um, not just permission, but almost like their blessing to go ahead and do that thing or not do that thing that I'm intending on doing. And it's also kind of like wanting validation that you're not a bad person. You know, I've decided to do this. Does that make me like, am I just being terrible here? And often I know for me, when I ask for advice, I will actually add that little descriptor. Like I'll say, if I do this, does this make me evil? (laughs) Or if I don't do this, does this make me a really bad person? And it's like, I just want that person to go, no, Michelle, you're not a bad person. And it's totally okay to do this. So 
Sometimes I think we're not looking for an answer. We're simply looking for permission for the answer we've already come to. And the third reason that I think we ask for advice, and look, this is probably a pretty unpopular opinion here, is that I think human beings have become absolutely crap at taking responsibility. I think we have become a world of blame throwers. Is blame throwing a thing? I think it is. It is now anyway. We've become, uh, you know, uh, we, don't, we just don't want to take, we don't own it. We don't want to take responsibility for stuff. So I think sometimes we ask for advice so that later we can then blame or not be at fault or not think we're at fault or say we're not at fault, right? So, you know, you go to a friend and say like, hey, do you think I should, I don't know, whatever, change jobs. And then you change the job and then you hate the job and you can then say, yeah, but she gave me this advice to do that. So, you know, I'm not to blame here. I think there's, we've created this culture in recent time of really not taking responsibility for the decisions we make. I think that kind of has allowed the rise of the keyboard warriors, like this whole concept of, you know, I don't want to be the one who did it. I didn't do that. Wasn't me. Must be that other guy, you know, classic kind of, yeah, blame throwing activity. I'm going to call it that because I really like that, you know, but I generally think that even if you have one of those three reasons for seeking advice, the vast majority of the time we're asking for answers that we already have. You already know the answer. And I've told this story so many times. I had a business coach who I adored and I worked with him for about a bit over a year, year and a half, I think it was. And every single time I asked him for advice, before he gave me his thoughts, he'd say to me, you've already made the decision. You've already chosen what you're going to do. So why don't you just tell me what that is? Now, it isn't to say that he wouldn't give me advice, but because he would eventually, but he always would start by making me own up to what the decision already was. He would say, you already know the answer or you already have the answer. You're just not willing to bring that to the surface and give it life just yet, which is why you've come to me asking for advice. It's a really interesting thing. In my, in my life as a, as a small business coach, I get people asking me for advice for really what I think are kind of interesting things. Like, Michelle, do you think it's okay if I have a no refunds policy? Michelle, do you think it's okay if I publish my website now? Michelle, do you think it's okay if I don't send a newsletter or whatever? And they ask me for advice on things that I think, you've already chosen this. I can absolutely provide you with the validation, but this is also not something you need advice on, Right. And that's the other thing. Advice asking is a form of procrastination. I think sometimes when we don't want to do something or or maybe we're just afraid of doing something or we haven't fully owned the decision we made, we think, okay, instead of going and doing this thing, I'm going to go and ask 50,000 people for advice and I'm going to research the heck out of this and I'm just going to essentially, um, what's that expression, analysis paralysis or whatever, I'm just going to completely ask a thousand questions so that I never have to own up to this advice or I never have to own up to this decision rather. So I can just keep asking people. And if I keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, well, then I never really have to actually do it, right? And so that, that's kind of the interesting thing. So for me, most of the time, I'm not actually looking for advice. I need to say stuff out loud so that I can check my sanity and my logic. And yeah, I suppose for me, it is about that, please confirm I'm not an evil person thing, right? So it's not that I'm seeking a solution. It's that I'm seeking 
Uh, I suppose in in some cases, it's just the case to to say things out loud. I know that I spend a lot of time in my head, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, like it's, I talk to the universe at night. Well, she's in my head, right? I mean, she's not, but she is. Well, you know what I mean? Anyway, so I, I talk to her a lot, right? But that's just kind of talking to me, really. And I spent a lot of time in my head. And so for me, one of the great benefits of asking for advice is that I can say it out loud. And I have noticed over time that saying something out loud often makes it more clear or often removes its power from me. So those of you who have seen like celebrities reading mean tweets, one of the great points of that is that when you read something like that out loud, it just sounds ridiculous ridiculous and it loses its power so whereas you read that comment in isolation behind your computer and you think oh my god this person thinks i'm a moron this person thinks i'm ugly this person thinks i'm whatever when you read it out loud it sounds kind of ridiculous and it loses its power so for me a lot of the times when i'm having a conversation with a friend like help me make this decision in fact what i'm doing is saying it out loud so I can check my own logic and I can check my own sanity. Like, does this sound reasonable? And that's actually a really good tip for any of you who are thinking, oh, I really want to ask so-and-so's advice about this. Imagine yourself having the conversation about this. Imagine yourself talking to them and saying, so yeah, I really can't decide between those blue shoes and those green shoes. Like, which ones do you think I should get? And if you find yourself thinking, oh my God, if I say that out loud, it's going to sound stupid. Or if I say that out loud, I already know what I'm looking for here. It actually really helps a lot. I've tried that a bunch of times. I've imagined myself speaking to a friend about a topic, whatever that topic is. And I think, oh my God, I can just imagine myself like saying this and it's just going to sound lame, right? The other um, kind of fun, I don't know if it's fun, actually, maybe it's slightly scary. The other bit of advice I heard about advice giving, there you go, advice about advice giving, is that Imagine what your answer would be to that question if your daughter or son were asking you that. So this is particularly true in relationships, right? If you are going to ask your friend something about your relationship, oh, he never calls me back, oh, he treats me terribly, oh, she's not nice to me, oh, she doesn't treat me well, whatever. Imagine that that's your child telling you that. What advice would you give your own child? And that's really telling. That one has actually pulled me up a number of times because I think to myself, oh, I really want advice on this. Okay, well, if my kid asked me this, what would I say? And it changes your perspective enormously. Now, obviously, that falls under the proviso that, A, you have children and know what that experience is like, and B, you care enough about them that they make good life decisions, right? But that, also, that one also has really, really helped me a lot. So I find that for me, when I'm, when I'm seeking that advice, it's about saying it out loud and it's about, um, yeah, just checking my own sanity and checking my own logic. The other really useful reason that we ask our friends and family for advice is that it can often help to break a pattern or a shitty thought cycle. So because we spend so much time in our, time in our head, we can start to develop I guess, a framework or a picture of ourselves in our head that's just patently untrue. And usually it's negative, right? And we believe a bunch of really crappy things about ourselves, which is, is kind of sad. So a really great friend who's giving advice 
isn't necessarily going to say the answer to this is X, Y, Z, right? She's not, she or he is not necessarily going to say that. A really great friend's advice might actually be more along the lines of, have you considered this point of view? Have you thought about it that way? Or, you know what? You need to stop thinking about yourself as an awful person. You're really not. So sometimes the advice I'm, you know, we, we go looking for or we, we ask isn't always about like, I need an answer to this. Sometimes the advice is more about stuff like, is my thinking on this not helpful? Have I thought about this from all points of view? And I have to say that some of the best advice I've ever gotten was not really advice at all beyond, hey, have you thought about it this way? Hey, have you considered this point of view? But what if you did this? Or what if you thought that? Or what if you stopped thinking this or stopped doing that? And one of uh, my favorite pieces of advice I'd ever gotten was, is this really a problem? Like, why is this a problem? Does this need a solution right now? (laughs) So sometimes, again, it's just a sanity check and it's, it's, it's a pretty good one as well, you know? Sometimes they're just able to point out something we didn't see because we're too close to it. Like in that example of all the people in those long distance groups asking what I feel are ridiculous questions, maybe they can't see that it's so obvious because they're just so close to it. Maybe their nose is just too close to it. And, and again, if I can refer to my small business advice, I say to people all the time, when you are making something, be that a book, be that a cake, be that a whatever, you know, your nose is inches away from that item. But if you stand back and look at it, you can see it so much more clearly. I'm reminded of those things that were popular in like, I guess it was the 90s. What were they called? They were called like um, seeing eye or evil eye or creepy eye or weird eye i don't know they were like these pictures that looked like nothing and you had to hold it up to your nose and then like slowly remove it from your face and then the hidden picture or maybe it's called hidden eye and then the, the picture became clear so many things in our life are like that when we're standing far too close to it or we're way too enmeshed in it we just cannot see what is really going on here so sometimes a really good friend's advice is that have you thought about this have you moved that seeing eye, creepy eye, whatever, far enough away from your face to get a little bit of perspective on this thing, you know? So I like giving it, I like getting it, but I think we could all use a little bit of help around both of those, both the giving and the getting. And so I thought today I'd give you guys a couple of tips for the advice givers in our lives and some of the tips for the advice getters in our lives. I think that, as I said at the beginning, we are all going to be both of these at some point in our life. So let's start with the advice givers. This is stuff that's been really useful to me and stuff that I'm working on over time because I certainly don't have all the answers. And while I feel very privileged that people do ask me for advice on various things, God knows I'm not exactly a genius at it, right? So the first thing is to remember that you don't know all sides, One of the things I'm really struck with, particularly in relationships, is that when people ask for advice, they're only presenting their side of the story. They're presenting their side of the story with their own biases, with their own perspective, with their own rose-colored and or black-colored glasses on. They're presenting it with uh, only their side of the story. So 
And, you know, I think also if they're asking us for advice, it's because they know we love them and they love us. And so sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in the fact that, you know, oh, you should, of course, do this. But you only know one side of the story. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying you as the advice giver need to remember that you are not seeing all sides of the story. And where that's really important is also to remember they are not necessarily telling you all sides, as in there might be things they're not telling you. There might be things they're omitting. There might be things that they forget to tell you about. There might be stuff that they're leaving out on purpose, right? I'm always struck by um, one of my kids has gotten recently obsessed with watching episodes of NCIS, right? (laughs) And we always like start the episode assuming that the person has told the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And then later on, usually Gibbs is yelling at them and shouting at them for not telling the truth and not telling the whole story. And that's the thing with advice too. The person coming to us is possibly not necessarily purposely, but maybe leaving stuff out, details they forgot, things they don't want you to know, whatevs, right? So just remember, you don't necessarily know the whole story and you don't know all sides. My second bit of advice for you advice givers is that you need to remember your own biases. You need to remember that you are hearing this story with your own prejudices, your own biases, your own perspective, your own rose-colored glasses on, your own opinions about everything, how you were raised, your culture, your religion, all that stuff. You also have your own set of biases that you are using when you hear the story and then when you give the advice of the story, right? The third bit, which I think is probably the most useful one, is that when somebody asks us for advice and we feel honored about that and we feel privileged about that, we also feel a certain amount of, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ownership about that. And I think we need to remember that the other person does not need to take our advice. We as the advice giver need to release the need for them to take it. It's a suggestion and it's theirs to take it or not take it. We are not saying do this and then they must do this. And sometimes we give advice and then that person doesn't take it and we're all holier than they're like, told you, and then, nah, 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 you should have taken my advice. You know what? Don't do that. It's not helpful. Not for you and not for them. So remember that when you're giving advice, you're not giving a directive, you're giving a suggestion. And there's somebody in my life who feels that all their advice is directives. And if I say, yeah, thanks for that. I'll definitely consider that. I'll take that under advisement. Her answer is almost always, oh, no, you must. And it's really, really hard. And it's gotten to the point where I actually can't have those conversations anymore because I'm tired of being told what to do. If I'm asking you for advice, I'm not asking you to tell me what to do. I'm asking you to give me your thoughts. That's it. Share your thoughts with me. Don't order me around, right? And I think we need to remember that. We need to release the needs as advice givers to be the person whose advice they took. Ultimately, they have free will, right? So you know what? You are giving them that gift of your thoughts, your opinions, your advice, and then just leave it. It's their choice if they want to open that gift or not. It's their choice if they want to do something with it or not. It's really okay, yeah? And this last piece of advice I've got for my advice givers out there is something that I am working really hard to do in particular with my kids. My personality is that of problem solver, fixer, impatient, getter, doneer, get it doneer. <laughs> I don't think that's actually English, but it is never for now. And 
I am not so great at the whole sympathy, like, oh, my sweetheart, I'm so sorry kind of stuff. But I'm trying to get better at it. So I've implemented this new thing where I try to ask what that person is seeking from me at the beginning of the conversation. So it's sometimes helpful to ask, like, what is it you're, you're needing here? Are you, do you want, you want advice? Do you want me to just validate the choice you make? Or are you really just wanting my sympathy? You know, are you asking me because you want sympathy? Or are you asking me because you want me to help you solve it? And it's a really interesting question because I think it serves purposes for both parties in the conversation. One, the advice giver then knows what's expected of them, which makes your job a whole lot easier. And two, the question often makes the other person have a lot more self-awareness about what's going on. So asking that question, hang on a second, are you wanting my advice or are you just wanting my sympathy here? It's a really, really good way to get that conversation headed in the right direction so that at the end of it, both people feel a lot more satisfied about what, what went on, yeah? That one is a one that for my kids is particularly hard for me to do because I just want to solve all their problems, right? I just want to smooth the way for them entirely. Sometimes they're just having a whine, you know? Sometimes they're just having a bit of a moan. It's okay. But it's taken a lot for me to learn that I do not need to solve every whine and moan <laughs> that they have. So I'm trying really hard to remember, particularly in conversations with them, are you wanting me to give you advice? Are you wanting me to help you solve this? Or you just want to have a bit of a moan about it. I'm happy to listen and be sympathetic, but just need to know what my job here is, right? So I find that really useful. And it wouldn't be fair unless I went to the other side of the coin. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to give some advice for you. <laughs> I'm going to give advice to the advice askers. Oh, the irony. Anyway, so here's three things that I think you should remember if you are going to friends, family, work colleagues, whatever, and asking for advice. The first thing is you asked. And when you ask, you cannot predict what the answer is going to be. So you cannot get irritable or grumpy or annoyed if you don't hear what you want to. Attacking the advice giver is pointless. Many is a time where somebody says, hey, can you give me some advice about this? And you say, yeah, you know what? I think you should do X. And they say, oh, no, but X is terrible. And they give you 100 reasons why X is terrible. And you end up thinking to yourself, okay, she didn't want my advice. Why did she actually ask for it? It's because she didn't want your advice. She wanted your validation. But she didn't say that at the beginning. She wanted you to validate a choice she already made. And so in this particular case, as the person who's asking for advice, you need to be prepared for the fact that you might not hear what you want to. That's okay. You're just getting their opinion. You're not getting their directive, not getting their permission, even if that's what you're seeking, unless you told them that's what you want, right? The second thing is that you don't have to take that advice. You really don't. And I heard a beautiful turn of phrase for this, which is just because somebody has dropped something at your feet, this does not mean that you need to pick it up. You cannot see or are not aware of that person's biases and prejudices and cultures and whatever. So you can't really know the true story of where that advice is being generated from. And so if somebody gives you advice and you don't like it, okay, you cannot like it. You don't have to take it. It's just their thoughts. It's not a requirement that because you asked Susie for her advice, you must take Susie's advice. Life does not work that way. It's your choice what you take and don't take. So you don't have to take it. 
And it's also perfectly okay to walk away from that conversation. So if you walk into a conversation and you ask somebody for their point of view and you get it and you don't like it, you don't have to argue back. You don't have to do anything other than say, thanks. I appreciate you letting me know what you think. And then you just kind of walk away from it, either literally or metaphorically move on. I think along those same lines of you don't have to pick up everything that the other person puts down, that's true for the advice, but that's also true for stuff that might come around it. So for example, if you in the course of this conversation learn that they actually never liked your boyfriend in the first place, or they think that the earth is flat or that climate change is a joke or whatever, you don't have to take that on board. So often when people are giving their thoughts, they add a whole bunch of padding around it. I know I'm guilty of this. Don't ask me for advice in 10 words. I'm going to give it to you in a thousand. They might drop down or, or, or release other information. And it's not your job in that conversation to pick up that information. You might choose to come back to it at a later date. You might choose to never come back to it. But the point I'm making is that if you find out additional information in the course of getting that advice and that doesn't sit well with you, I didn't know you always hated mushrooms, whatever. You don't need to do anything about it in that moment. Just see it as part of the greater tapestry of the story they're telling you. That advice, you do not need to pick up what other people have put, everything other people have put down, has saved me so much heartache. Because I realize, oh, oh, you don't think climate change is real? Oh, okay. Then the heartache I'm saving myself is future conversations with you where I tell you that recycling is important, right? I might choose to have that discussion with you in future, but I don't have to. So just remember that if you are somebody who is asking for advice and you get more than you bargained for, you don't have to pick up that information that they dropped at your feet, yeah? When I think about advice in a global sense. I'm reminded of a situation with my kids. When, when my kids were born, or literally actually before they were born, word got out in our local community that we were having triplets. And that was a big deal because there's not very many of them in the community that we're in. Not many, many of them in, in the world, full stop. Um, and people really wanted to help us out. And people used to make offers of all kinds of stuff. Most of the time it was clothing. We had a lot of offers of secondhand clothing. And people would say like, oh, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want the other? And I would just say yes to absolutely everything. And I would say yes to everything because I kept thinking, well, you never know what might be useful, right? And these bags of secondhand baby and children clothes would appear at our door. Often I didn't even know like who would drop them off. and it's helpful for me to think of advice that I've given and gotten as that bag of baby clothes. I sift through it. Some of it I take and I use. Some of it I decide isn't worthy of my time or attention or love or I don't need it and it's really not good for anybody. So I simply remove it. In this case, you know, recycle it or put it in the rubbish or whatever. And some of it is worthy of using and then passing on to others, which is probably what this podcast is about really. And so I'm reminded of that, that you can take all the advice somebody gives you in a big giant bag and you can sift through it and you can choose what to keep, what to get rid of, and what to then pass on to other people. Advice is just, to me, another form of love, really.
except that sometimes it gets caught up in other stuff, other people's biases, us not getting what we want because we weren't clear about what we wanted to begin with, all that kind of stuff. So if you are an advice giver or an advice getter, just remember that what you are seeking is love and what they are giving you is love, but those things might not always be the same and get might get a little bit lost in translation. And on that note, for today, I'm going to sign off with my other sign off that my friend gave me the great advice on, which is let's all just look after each other. Have a great week.